Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to another podcast episode. Before I get into today's episode, we wanted to make an offer to you. If you go to firmsconsulting.com, you will see a pop-up or you'll see a place to add in your email address or you can register on the Firms Consulting website. If you register onto that website, you get put into an exclusive list. And what you get in that exclusive list is samples of the content we have available to FC Insiders. So that said, I hope you enjoy today's episode. It goes without saying that business judgment or aka general knowledge is such a fundamental, profound way or skill of attacking case problems. Some of my clients call it common sense. I have a pretty smart candidate at Yale at the moment, PhD, who has astounding common sense. I mean, her common sense is off the charts in terms of you know her preparation and so on. And I do feel that she's maybe unusual in the amount of common sense she can bring to an issue. Definitely, you know, outside, she's an outlier, let's put it that way. And some candidates always come direct to me and say, Michael, but how can I know these things? You know, don't you think consulting firms are being a little bit unfair in asking us these things? And I always think to myself and I say, well, no, they're not being unfair for two reasons, right? Let me give you the two reasons. The one reason I commonly talk about is, I think one people know, but there's another reason that you also need to know about, which I don't talk about much in training, but I think that it's important enough that I need to bring it out here. So the one reason why business judgment is important is that I once had a candidate who told me that the population of Singapore is 400 million because they said that it's a very densely populated city, country, they use the word country, it is a country, very densely populated, a lot like Hong Kong, but much bigger, so it has about 400 million people. Now, when someone tells me the population of Singapore is 400 million, I almost want to wince because it's painful to listen to that, you know? I think to myself, okay, this candidate has traveled around the world, but they don't know the population. One of the most well-known cities in the world, one of the most important financial, commercial, and economic hubs in Southeast Asia, they don't know the population. So I'm okay if you don't know the population. But imagine you're sitting in front of a client and you make a comment like that. What do you think the client thinks of when they know the population of Singapore cannot exceed 10, 20 million, and you're saying it's 400 million, which is about 20 times larger than it could possibly be, probably 30 times larger, right? Well, for one thing, the client is thinking to themselves, you know what, I'm paying all this money to hire all these smart consultants, and this person doesn't know the population of Singapore. I mean, really, you damage the reputation of the firm. More than that, you damage your reputation. And when you lose your reputation with a client, it's very hard to recover it, no matter what you may think. So losing reputation is just, and losing credibility, while it's an important thing, there's also more direct economic impact to the firm. So when you lose your credibility, you lose the respect of the client, that has more of a long-term economic impact. Profound, no less, but long-term. What about the short-term economic impact? Well, I remember sitting once with a young consultant, and I was busy typing up my slides and notes for a session that I was going to present to I can't remember the project. I think it was presenting to the CFO of some company. And I remember she was working with a was a young, young-ish team member from the client side who I knew quite well. The, the client team member was a very good friend of mine. So she was working with us in our offices, which is kind of unusual. We don't normally allow clients in the office. And the young consultant, very young, must have been about 23, I think, was trying to explain to the client team member how they're going to size the market. And she was doing a very similar exercise. And she said, you know, the population of Russia... 700 million, if we could take 30% of the market, which is possible, blah, 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 you know, this product stream that we are thinking of adding to the analysis would be significant. So based on her back of the envelope calculation, she had decided that, you know what, pursuing this product stream is viable if we can take 30% of the Russian market. So she was going to speak to her manager on that project to ask him to include the analysis. And she and the 
joint team member got very excited about this. And I stepped in because I knew the joint team member quite well. So, you know, I could step in. She's not going to take this negatively. She's not going to say, oh, you know, the consultants don't know what they're talking about. And I point out to them, you know, are you sure Russia has a population of 800 million? And she said, yeah, of course, it's a big country. I said, yes, big country, small population, look it up. And then she looked it up and oh, 140 million, big difference. Trying to take 30% of 140 million is obviously going to generate different economies versus trying to take 30% of a country with 800 million population. Now, the direct economic impact of doing this is that if she had gone ahead and convinced her manager, right, that this was worth analyzing, it's possible the manager may not have asked her how she had come to the conclusion. It's possible the manager may have assumed she had done the right calculation. It is possible the manager may have assumed because the client was so excited about it, maybe they had checked everything, he would have gone ahead and say, you know what, add this to the analysis. So what do you have here? You have a situation whereby some of the team is going to be pulled off the project to work on this analysis, right? And if you've been on a consulting project, you know we don't have time. So something's got to give. We've got to stop doing something else that we're doing to do this piece of analysis. As well, in most consulting engagements, and we have to increase the scope of work because we, the consultants, and not foreseen something that needs to happen, we usually have to carry the brunt of that cost ourselves. So here we are eating up this cost ourselves because some analyst or consultant in this place hadn't known well enough to double check her general knowledge. So in candidates say, you know what, Michael, it's very unfair. It's not unfair. You represent the firm. When you go out there and you make a silly comment like the population of Singapore's 400 million, you lose credibility. But more importantly, no one really thinks about you know, they don't remember you. And that client's telling the story six months later at a company meeting. They're not going to say, you know what, Bianca didn't know the population of Singapore. No, they're going to say, you know what, those consultants, we pay them thousands of dollars a week and they don't know the population of Singapore. You damage the reputation of the firm in the long term. The economic value in terms of the economic value that you destroy in the long term is significant if that continues. In the short term, if you make these erroneous business judgment calls and you increase or decrease the scope of analysis, it burns through the cost structure of the project immediately, either by adding to the cost structure or by diluting resources. Both are bad. So candidates always tell me that, you know what, they're not sure why consulting firms test business judgment so extensively. Think of these two examples. Saying 400 million to a client and looking like an idiot, and the other time is misunderstanding how to do a back-of-the-envelope calculation. A back-of-the-envelope calculation doesn't have to be lacking logic. It just has to be simple and has to be double-checked. And for those people who are not sure of these things, remember Google is free. You don't pay to use it. It'll take you one second to Google these things and check it. So the point is lacking business judgment is a serious problem. It is a dismissible offense in a case interview. If you make a business judgment call that is wrong, you will be declined. You'll be dinged. In a consulting project as well, if you make a poor business judgment and you, know, you make a bad assumption due to poor business judgment and you don't check it soon enough before you move into your analysis or make a recommendation, you will be fired for that as well. Business judgment is important. You need to have that skill. You need to be able to check things, right? And it's very simple. If you're guessing the population of Singapore is 400 million, you can always ask yourself, well, the population of the United States is 300 million, which I think most of the people know. So how can Singapore have a larger population? Ask yourself those simple things before you make these poor judgment calls. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our content is to join the list on firmsconsulting.com.
It's the only way also to get access to our unique advanced content that we make available to insiders. So if you want to get a sneak peek of things, test it out, see what's in there, this is the place to go. And finally, I want to thank you again for making us one of the largest podcast channels around the world for careers and for the 2 million downloads and counting.